welcome back to the Christian Soldier Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Spurbeck. So glad that you've joined us once again. Well, over uh, the last couple of weeks, we've been dealing with a topic that, uh, something that we all deal with. We did a little bit of an introduction to it last week, and that is the area of temptation. Now, remember the purpose of this podcast is to equip the Christian soldier to fight the wiles of the devil. Uh, we're under attack on a daily basis. If you trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you are in the battle and you are a soldier of the Lord. And what we're going to be covering today is something that I think at times we don't really think about a whole lot. And I think we need to think about it a little more. And uh, we looked at James chapter 1 last week about what really what temptation is and where the source of temptation comes from. But now today we're going to look at how we can escape from temptation. And we're going to find that in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 in verse number 13. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, and I'm going to read it for you real quick. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that you may be able to bear it. Uh, and be honest with you right here, this passage is such a wonderful promise to Christians. This is a promise to the Christian soldier that God understands what we go through, that God, now we know God is perfect, God is holy, God has never sinned, but Jesus was tempted like in all points, like as we are yet without sin, the Bible says. And so this is a wonderful promise of deliverance for his people and for his children. If you're saved here today, then you are part of this promise. You have this promise given to you, and there is no temptation that someone else hasn't also already faced. Said there, uh, some people have this idea, well, the devil has a special temptation for me. In a way, yes, does the devil have, does he know how to target you to where he can get you to fall? Yes, but also other people have the same thing. There's not a special temptation that cannot be defeated and cannot be turned away from. Because remember, as Christians, we have the freedom, we have the liberty in Christ, and we're going to talk about that in a future episode, probably next week, and the freedom that we have from these chains and that we don't have to give in to temptation. And this promise is that God is going to give you an emergency exit, so to speak. He's going to give you an escape hatch to get out of that situation. And we're going to look at four areas and four avenues that the devil brings temptation into our lives. And I think maybe the number one that we're going to deal with today, we're going to spend a little bit more time on this, is uh, the area of friends. Uh, the devil can use people to bring temptation into your life. He can use friends, uh, maybe close co-worker, acquaintances even, but really friends I'm talking about here, and uh, friends in our workplace, and friends that can either be lost, they're not saved, or they claim to be saved, but they're backslidden Christian. And, and what I mean by temptation, tempted to do things that a Christian ought not do. And that's the definition of temptation, is a temptation to do something to con that appeals to the lust of your flesh, something you desire inside. Uh, you know, we can desire a lot of things. We can desire things when we're hungry. We can desire things uh, when we're thirsty. But we're talking about here that temptation is to appeal to uh, our sinful self. And the devil can bring people along our way, even in church. And, well, this doesn't happen in church. It can. Uh, we see uh, in the account of David's son, Amnon, that he desired his half-sister uh, to commit immorality. And he had a friend that told him 
hey, you should, you deserve this. You need to do this. Even though it was something uh, wicked and vile and something that was against God, he had a friend that influenced him to do something wrong. Now, remember this verse that we just read in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. God gives an escape hatch. God gives an emergency exit to get away from those things. But at the same time, when that friend comes to you and says, hey, why didn't you do this? Uh, that's how a lot of people get involved in drugs. Uh, hey, you know, I tried this. Why don't you take it? Take this pill. Uh, smoke this. Uh, that's how a lot of people get involved in pornography. Hey, you have this friend at work or you have this friend that you hang out with. Hey, look at this picture and it shows an immoral, uh, terrible, dirty picture. Uh, you know, hey, you have this friend that is always promoting uh, wicked entertainment or whatever. Uh, even let's say friends on social media. Oh, we have the, so, the social media generation now. And uh, maybe you have a friend on there, a friend, okay, I'm, gonna use, I'm doing air quotes right now, a friend, you know, someone that you know on Facebook, maybe it's someone you knew in college or maybe when you grew up or whenever, and they are promoting things on their Facebook page that are not godly, and they are tempting you to be, they're trying to draw you in to agree with them and to agree with that. God gives a way of escape. And what, how do we escape those things? Well, maybe... Uh, and this is an answer a lot of people don't like. Maybe you don't need to be friends with that person anymore. But pastor, you don't understand. I want to reach them for the gospel. Great. Have you been witnessing to them? Well, no. Okay. Well, yeah, witness to them, that's great. But that doesn't mean you have to be, con if they're constantly confronting you, trying to draw you in to do wrong. The book of Proverbs talks a lot about how the wicked, they lay in wait for innocent blood. They can't wait uh, to bring people and draw people in to do wrong with them. Um, misery loves company, as the saying goes. But if you have a friend that's tempting you to do wrong and to displease God, and that brings us to a priority here, who do you want to please? Are you trying to please your friend and please yourself, or are you trying to please God? And that's a decision. If you're a soldier of the king, you your priority is to please God and nothing else. And not saying we have to be nasty and we have we can't be friends with anybody, but be a friend with somebody who shares your faith in God, first of all. Second, shares your love for the Bible and your love to do right. If And the Bible says that a friend can either stick closer than a brother, and also, as iron sharpeneth iron, so man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Or they can have a friend like Amnon had a friend who's, and actually was his cousin, that brought him down to commit the sin uh, of, of, of raping his half-sister. I mean, this is... Uh, essential, but at the end of the day, Amnon had that decision of way of escape. He had a way to get away from it, and God always gives us a way of escape. We can always say no to sin. That seems to be something that is being lost today. We can always say no to sin because we have the power of the Holy Spirit. We can turn away. It said that, and it says here why God gives us a way of escape here. We're back in 1 Corinthians 10 13, uh, but we'll make with the temptation. But what would the temptation make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it? What does that mean? To endure the attack. We have to have the armor of God on. That's another thing we're going to go over. In that, we need to, that we can stand and we can endure the temptation. That we can endure what's going on. And then we can turn away from the sin. We don't have to go fall into sin. Remember, when you're, temptation, when you're tempted, I mean, when you're tempted, 
that doesn't mean that, well, I'm just going to fall in. Some people stress so much, well, I'm tempted, and they focus on the temptation so much. Oh, I'm going to sin. Oh, I'm going to sin. Oh, I'm going to sin. No, we're to cast down those things. That's another way God gives us an escape. So first, we need to look at friends. Moving on here. Uh, second is places, uh, places that you go. Sometimes we're tempted because we're not where we're supposed to be. Uh, some people get tempted to do wrong on Sunday morning because they're not in church where they're supposed to be. Or maybe Sunday night or Wednesday night. Uh, or maybe they skip Sunday school and they're given a temptation because they are not where they're supposed to be. The Bible says that we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. And even the more, as we see the day approaching, and guess what? The day is approaching. You take a look at the culture outside. Oh, wow, we are, the day is approaching of Christ's return, and we are approaching the day of Christian persecution. The battle is on more than ever for the Christian soldier, but what the, what's the trend today? Well, people go to church less. They don't need church as much. They need to, they don't need this or that. No, uh, and it seems to be with this COVID pandemic that people are less inclined to go to church. We'll just watch online. Well, that's great. You're getting the service, but you're not fellowshipping with the believers. You know what? Every Sunday when I meet with the church people and I talk to people and have conversation, I'm encouraged by the fellowship of the believers. Uh, yeah, online church is great and it has service a purpose, but hey, we need to be in church and faithful to God's house. Be in the right place. And if you're not in the right place at the right time, then the devil's going to bring a temptation. Classic example, this is David, King David in the Old Testament. He was not out to war where he was supposed to be, and he was on, he couldn't sleep. He was on the rooftop. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time, and he saw Bathsheba washing herself, and then he lost it in his heart. But at that, now, we, we make a big deal about this, and this is true, being in the right place at the right time. But even at that point, David still had a choice to make to turn away from temptation. He had a way of escape. Uh, he had wives. He had... And, and God said, I give you all of this, and you still you turn to take away something, uh, a woman that belongs to another man. And at that moment, David had a choice to make. He could have turned away from temptation, but he didn't. He didn't take the escape emergency exit. He didn't escape out the hatch. Uh, another area is activities, things that we do. Uh, this can also go hand in hand with places we go. Uh, things that what activities do we involve ourselves in? Are we around people that are going to tempt us to do wrong? Uh, you know, uh, as, you know, as men, you know, we got to be careful about what we put in front of our eyes. You know, we focus a lot on on our media and different things like that. But hey, guess what? If you're going to go uh, do outdoor activities, hey, let's go to the beach. Guess what? If you go to the beach and uh, you go on a summer's day, uh, you're going to see some things that you're not supposed to see. You're going to see a lot of immodesty. And guess what? Uh, yes, there's places you can go where maybe there's no people uh, and things like that. Or, you know, swimming in your own swimming pool on the back, that's fine. But here, if we're going to go do that, you say, hey, I'm going to go to the beach. I'm just going to have a good time. I'm going to keep to myself. Well, keep in mind that you're going to see a lot of those things. And you're going to be tempted to think things that you're not supposed to think. But some people just say, well, that's just what happens. No, do we really need to be involved in that activity and going to that place? being around other people that are sinning and doing wrong. Uh, you know, some people that struggle, maybe uh, the Lord's brought he added drink and praise God for his victory, bringing people out of drugs and alcohol and pornography and all these things. But maybe that's a weakness for you. So I'm going to go to a restaurant that serves alcohol and you might be tempted to turn back to those things. Guess what? The devil's going to come knocking on your weakness. And we need to maybe avoid places and activities that bring the temptation, and we know we're going to be tempted when we go there. We know when we're tempted when we're doing this activity. We know we're going to have temptation. Guess what? Then don't do it. 
Uh, we Yes, God gives us a way of escape, and many times the way of escape is have wisdom to know to turn away and not to do it. Uh, and then that brings us to our last area today of the four, uh, is the area of alone time. When we're alone, what happens when we are alone? And this is for men, women, uh, teenager, young person, whatever. Uh, God sees and knows everything. He sees what we think. He sees what we desire to do. He also sees what's done in secret. Maybe maybe a person can't see it. Maybe your parents can't see it. Your wife or husband can't see it. Uh, your parent, you know, whatever the case may be, your children can't see it. Uh, pastor can't see it, you know, uh, and, uh, what, what you look at on your phone, because today we, I'm just dealing with this here today. The temptation of pornography is a real thing. Uh, the temptation to get involved in, uh, wicked things, not even, I'm not talking about pornography. I'm talking about even the occult or, uh, just these different, uh, different shows, and entertainment that draw you in or to go to websites, you ought not go all kinds of wickedness on the internet. Okay. And that alone time. And there is a, a, a great wisdom in having accountability on your media devices, uh, even smart TVs now. I mean, you can get all kind of junk on your smart TV now. And, uh, you know, do we have accountability? Do we have protections in place? And for some reason, we think it's weakness to have accountability, that it's weakness to have a filter on our phone that we're accountable to our spouse or we're accountable uh, to uh, our parents and we're accountable or maybe to a friend or a close friend, a, a Christian brother or sister that's going to help you uh, stay accountable in these areas. And this is not necessarily, well, that's only for people that have struggled with pornography. Now, if you struggled in that area or struggled with looking at things on the internet or looking things up or doing things you ought not do on the internet, yeah, by all means, that's a, a tool to recovery. That's not the entire solution, but that's a tool. But even for those that have not been involved in that, they just want to be above board. Uh, we are in a day where our Christian testimony isn't on a high enough level uh, that as a Christian soldier, you know, a soldier... Uh, their reputation as a soldier in battle and following orders is something that is extremely important to them. And as a Christian soldier, we need to make sure that our testimony is 100% above board. And if we don't want accountability, we are setting ourselves up to be tempted and not to have allies in that temptation. Yes, God is our ally. God gives a way of escape. But God gives a way of escape through accountability. We live in an age where we just need that. And we need to be open about the struggles that we have. We need to have accountability. There's uh, software, different things. But at the end of the day, uh, do those things always protect a thousand percent that you'll never, ever be tempted? No, the devil will always find a way to tempt you. But with that temptation, we have a way of escape. We don't have to do what the devil is tempting us to do. We don't have to give in to lust. We can turn away and we can escape. A classic example uh, from the Bible of escape, we see Joseph. Joseph was sold into slavery, was bought by the captain of Pharaoh's guard, Potiphar. And his wife decided that he was a very nice young man and that uh, Joseph was handsome and that she desired. Now, this woman probably did this with other people, but she set her eyes on Joseph. And that's interesting when we look at the pattern of 
of the wicked, uh, the strange woman in Proverbs and in other parts of the Bible. They always go after the innocent and pure ones to bring them into their sin and to destroy them. And Joseph, and he kept finding ways to get away. And then one day they're alone in the house for, uh, for to probably plan this a certain way, sent the other servants away and grabbed him and said, you know, commit, lay with me, commit immorality with me. And he said, I can't do this. He didn't just talk, but he ran to where he left his outer garment in her hand. He just did, he did all that he could and ran away. That is what God wants us to do. He gives that way of escape. And that way of escape is having a healthy fear. We don't have to fear the devil. We don't have to cower in fear. But guess what? We don't need to say, well, I'm strong enough to resist temptation. I can go hang out with those friends. I can go to those places. I can do those activities. I don't need accountability in my alone time. I'm able to resist, and maybe you'll resist. But you know what? Those that think that they're not going to fall, guess what? Take heed lest you fall, the Bible says. Hey, I'm not going to fall into that. That's for that. And also, a great fallacy is this only weak people fall into that sin. Only weak people, that they just have a problem. No, many times people fall into sin, something that maybe they were tempted with never before in their life, and the devil catches them at the wrong time, the, with the wrong friend, the wrong place, the wrong activity, uh, an alone time, and then they don't, they say, well, I, I, I can resist this myself. Instead of escaping and getting away as God would have them to do, they fall into sin. Sometimes the first time they're tempted to do that. So it's not about who's stronger or weaker. It's about who is following the general's instructions. In our general, we follow King Jesus, our King and our Lord and our general. And he says, I've made a way of escape for you. So the, one of the main ways of escape is just don't get in that situation. But the devil's going to tempt. The devil's going to come knocking. But you always know, always know, Christian, that you have an emergency exit. Use it. And every person I've ever counseled about uh, having temptations in their life, and I've asked many of them this question. Did you see that there was a way out of this, that you didn't have to do this? And every single one said, yes. I knew there was a way out, but I didn't take it. Can I tell you this, my friend? Listen to me today. If you know that you have an emergency exit, use the emergency exit. Well, I appreciate you tuning in today. Remember to share us on your uh, social media with your friends, email, text. You can uh, reach everything out here at sermonaudio.com uh, through our uh, podcast page. Uh, if you have any questions or have any uh, maybe just, hey, you know, I just had a question about this. Uh, send it right over to the info at tbckaleen.org right there on our podcast page. Uh, or you can uh, reach us here at the church at 254-554-2920, extension number two. And uh, we'd love to talk with you, pray with you, and help you in any way that we can. Well, tune in next week. Remember to share this with your friends. Appreciate the listening audience that we've developed so far. And uh, that's the reason we do it. We want to be able to share this with as many people as possible. Well, God bless you, and we'll see you next time.